Hello and welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Got another good one for you today as the NBA regular season finally tips off tonight. The Warriors received some positive injury news for once. A ton of rookie extensions get signed. KD lets us know who the better point guard is, Steph or Russell Westbrook. And Steph also lets us know what he can't do this season. That's all coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome to Locked On Warriors. Charles T. Hamilton, your host. What's going down? NBA regular season finally tips off tonight. We're going to get to that a little bit later about tonight's games. Uh, the return of the league pass picks is official because we actually have league pass now. It's a regular season. We got games to pick. But first, the dubs got some... Positive injury news uh, over the last couple days that Kevon Looney, he scrimmaged on Thursday. I know that was, you know, three, four days ago, but he looked good, uh, was full participant in a pretty heavy scrimmage uh, with the rest of the team, has reacted to it well, and it looks like he's going to be playing uh, for the Dubs on Thursday night when they tip off their season against the Clippers, which is a major positive for a number of reasons. He's probably their fourth best player. If if you disagree with that, he's somewhere in the top seven at least. So getting him back is big. And on top of that, it, it adds depth to their, well, I, I guess you could say small forwards, their weakest, thinnest position. But because of injury, centers their thinnest position at the moment. So it, it adds depth to one of their thinnest positions the five spot, and I wouldn't be surprised if Kevon Looney actually gets the start over Marquise Chris because then you can have Marquise Chris come off the bench, kind of match his minutes with D'Angelo Russell because Marquise Chris is a better pick-and-roll uh, option than Kevon Looney is. That's how I think it'll play out. Again, we'll have to wait and see because, you know, who knows? Looney spent the last couple of years coming off the bench. He's been good in that role, but I, I, I think they'll throw him in as the starter unless... There's, well, no, no reason to not start him. Even if there's a, a minutes limit, you work around it and you start him. So I, I would say Kevon Looney is going to start, which is a major positive for the dub. So that would be an opening night starting five of Steph, D'Angelo Russell, Glenn Robinson the third, Draymond Green, and Kevon Looney. Well, pretty different than the last couple of years, but, you know, what are you going to do? That's who they got. They don't have Kevin Durant anymore. Speaking of Kevin Durant, he went on, I guess it's Serge Ibaka's YouTube channel, YouTube show, uh, where Serge cooks up some some food and makes people eat it, uh, is, is the gist that I got. Actually, it's a, a show from Bleacher Report called How Hungry Are You? I, I don't know. I'd never heard of it until... Uh, until they had Serge Ibaka bring on KD to make him eat snake. 
and haha, KD the snake, blah, blah, blah. I'm so over all of that stuff. But anyways, funny interview, funny segment, about 20 minutes long. You should all go check it out. But he did ask Kevin Durant, who is the better point guard? And there's good stuff throughout all of it. I mean, they talk about the finals last year. As you all know, Serge Ibaka on Toronto, uh, their former teammates. It's a fun, fun watch. But he was asked about who's the better point guard, Steph Curry or Russell Westbrook. And after a long pause, KD said Steph Curry. And when asked why, he just said he's a better shooter. And... There's more layers to it, obviously, but it was good to hear him say it, and uh, it's just the truth. It's just the truth. I, I, you're in a tough spot. When someone puts you in, on the spot like that, it's a tough spot to be in to have to pick a, a one former teammate over another, etc. But bottom line is Steph Curry is a better point guard than Russell Westbrook, and uh, I was glad to hear KD say it instead of try and troll uh, Golden State fans or sidestep the question, especially with how he is now. I mean, well, not now. He's always been one to answer the questions. You know, he doesn't really sidestep the questions or anything like that. So I was glad to see him uh, actually give a, a real answer. And it is Steph. It's obviously Steph. It's always been Steph. Who are we kidding? But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, KD's not playing the entire year, so it's not like Russ can take it out on uh, KD, but maybe you know they take it out on the the uh, Nets or whatever. Who knows? But I was glad to see it. Glad to hear it. Thought it was great. Speaking of Steph Curry, he was also interviewed recently and was asked about this season and just how hard it's going to be to be successful. I guess to take the team to the playoffs, pretty much. And Steph has. He's not hiding from what he has to do, and he understands the situation that he's in. When he was asked about what he has to do, he said, In years past, I could maybe have an inefficient game, don't shoot the ball well, get a couple assists, or whatever. We may still win that game because we have experience and talent and whatnot. This year, if I, for lack of a better term, S the bed, it's going to be really hard for us to win games. And that was from him uh, on the TK Show uh, podcast on The Athletic. And he continued to say, so I accept the challenge for sure and understand what kind of player I need to be. I never put that much pressure on myself to say I got to be MVP because I know that's kind of out of your control. I always look at myself when I walk on the floor and say, did I play well? Sounds cliche, but that's literally how I approach each game. Definitely understand if I'm playing the way I'm supposed to play and we're winning games that I should be in that conversation. He also talked about needing to be more aggressive at times uh, this year, that he can't get get stagnant or complacent. He said, uh, might mean I need to take more shots or kind of force the issue a little bit if things kind of get stagnant for us as a team. It's not like I'm playing with any more intensity now than I would have in the past years. It just might look a little different. So the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because Steph is basically acknowledging and admitting a lot of the things that we've talked about, a lot of the things that everyone else has talked about, is he's going to have to take over. And like he said, he can't wet the bed. Uh, editorializing here because they don't have that margin for error. Their margin for error is so small in every aspect in the fact that Steph can't really have a bad game. 
Because more likely than not, if Steph has a bad game, probably going to lose. Probably going to lose. They can't have injuries to their more important role players. Like the Kavon Looney, Willie Cauley-Stein injuries are bad news. <laughs> they can't have that. Where they used to be able to overcome just about everything with the talent that they had over the last five years. But that is not the case this year. So to hear Steph just come out and acknowledge it flat out, uh, I thought was interesting. Instead of, you know, cliche uh, athlete talk. So, Steph knows what he's got to do. And I'm glad. You know, I wasn't sure. Wasn't sure if the two-time MVP, six-time All-Star, three-time champ knew what he was going to have to do on the basketball floor. You know, I was going to have to fill him in, maybe. But, no, he knows he's got to be great. And we'll see if he's up to the task. I mean, he's definitely... There's... One of the things that's come up, and we talked about it with uh, the John Hollinger sound that I played the other night. By the way, go subscribe to NBA show, uh, John Hollinger and Nate Duncan. One of the things that he brought up was just they would go into Memphis and just not be interested. And, you know, Memphis would get a win. And they would know, though, if the Warriors were locked in, they probably wouldn't win. And here's the thing. People have brought up, oh, you know, maybe Draymond and Steph kind of phoned it in this year because they're tired. I just don't see that in them. I just, I have a very, very hard time seeing Steph Curry be like, oh, I'm good. I'll just, you know, we'll we'll be in the lottery and that's fine. They're not going to accept it. They're going to be doing their best to be a playoff team. And I also believe that they believe they've got enough talent to be a playoff team because the funny part is I hear people talk about all that they lost but they also gained some. They also gained a twenty-three-year-old all-star man. Willie Cauley Stein to me is an upgrade over whatever centers they had last year, besides Kevon Looney. Glenn Robinson, he's obviously not KD, and yeah, no shit. Breaking news. But there were times over the last couple of years where they would have been better suited to have a player like Glenn Robinson, who's willing to just sit in the corner and knock down corner threes instead of having a fourth. Superstar, a a second MVP. Now, don't get me wrong. I'll take the four superstars all day, every day. But the fact is, this team is still good. And I, I, I believe when they say they believe. And maybe I'm just a sucker. Maybe I bought what they're selling. But at the same time, there's a lot of talent. And I, uh, people are really, I feel like some people are disrespecting D'Angelo Russell as if he's just a, like they went and got a nice role player or something like that. But speaking of D'Angelo Russell, there were a ton of rookie extensions signed today. And I know you're probably wondering, well, what the hell does that have to do with D'Angelo Russell? He's not a rookie. He signed a max deal with the Warriors. I'm going to explain how it pertains to the Warriors in just a minute. But first, Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com. When entering the code locked on at checkout, that is code L O C K E D O N at checkout. There were a number of rookie extensions signed today. I'm going to try and get to all of them, uh, but there were a ton. And I'm sure you're all wondering what does that have to do with the Warriors or D'Angelo Russell? Because D'Angelo Russell signed his contract, his max contract with the Warriors over the summer, uh, has nothing to do with them, but I'll explain why. So first off, Jalen Brown with the Celtics signs four years, 115. 
And some of these are some wiggle room. There's incentives. There's a bunch of stuff that goes with it, but I just want to get to the uh, nuts and bolts, so to speak. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis signed four years, $77 million with the Pacers. So uh, let's go back to Jalen Brown. Four for 115. Quick math is what? Average of 29, more or less. 28-29. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis, and if I get any of this math wrong, uh, which I'll probably get all of it wrong, uh, sorry. DeMontis Sabonis, four years, $77 million. So that's around $19, $19 million a year. Uh, DeJounte Murray signed four years, $64 million. That one is around $16 million a year. Tayshawn Prince, two years, $29 million, So that's around $14, 15000000 million a year. And the reason why I'm bringing all these up is because, and I think I said Tayshawn Prince, it's Torian Prince of the Nets. Damn, that was dumb. But anyways, uh, he signed two years, $29 million. The reason why I bring all these up, not just because these guys re-signed with their teams, they're getting the bag, which is awesome for all of them. Uh, Buddy Heald also signed four years, uh, $94 million with incentives. Um, he has easy incentives to get it up to 94 and then harder ones that can get up to like 105 And the reason why I bring all these up is because these are all now potential trade targets for the Warriors. And the reason why I say that is because now with their salaries, they match up better with D'Angelo Russell. And the reason I also bring it up is because, like I said, the Warriors didn't have any uh, rookie extension candidates on their roster, so it didn't really matter to them. But I also bring it up because something I've been thinking about recently is the best-case scenario in the D'Angelo Russell Warriors thing is that it works with the Warriors is that he's a good replacement as the fourth superstar, maybe even third superstar, if he, depending on how him and Draymond uh, look over the next however many years. But give me the realistic trade that is potentially out there that is better than having a 23-year-old all-star on your team in D'Angelo Russell. Because I, I just don't see one, honestly. Unless, you know... I. I don't know, unless Anthony Davis doesn't want to be on the Lakers anymore or like something unforeseen happens where a guy wants a trade out of his situation. But for the most part, the ideas I've heard are steps down, I guess. I just think the most important thing for the Warriors or the best outcome of the D'Angelo Russell signing is that it works in Golden State, that you have a... Big four of Steph, Clay, D'Angelo Russell, and Draymond. Throw Kevon Looney in there too. Whoever else. Now, if the front office decides that having some, getting a handful of, you know, older role players is a better fit around Steph, Clay, and Draymond than D'Angelo Russell is as a fit around Steph, Clay, and Draymond. I get it. I mean, that's definitely an option that's out there. But for the most part, the best case scenario is that D'Angelo Russell works out as a third 20-point, 20-plus point scorer, a third offensive juggernaut, whatever, third all-star, or, you know, fourth all-star, I guess, with Draymond, and that it works with the Warriors, that it works to the fullest with the Warriors, that they're able to make a Steph... D'Angelo backcourt work, that Clay works out at the small forward. And then you have a guy like D'Angelo running the second unit. 
who can get buckets. So that's why I brought up the extensions because initially it's like, oh, that that would match better with the salary of D'Angelo Russell. More than anything, it'd be better if it just works with D'Angelo Russell and Golden State. Because I just don't see what trades are out there that are better than having D'Angelo Russell be be a star on your team. And again, hit me up if you guys have any ideas, because I've been racking my brain for trades and stuff too. First off, I don't think he's going anywhere this year. I think D'Angelo Russell will play at least one year with the Warriors. Now, things can change where it just doesn't work at all and they have to dump him immediately, whatever. But for the most part, I think he's going to play the entire year with the Warriors. They'll evaluate. And then I think he might even start with the Warriors again next year because we don't know what the clay situation is. Let's say it works with Steph and, and D'Angelo for, you know, 55 games this year or whatever. There's no guarantee that Clay is going to play at all this season. Now he could come back after the All-Star break and get a little taste, get a little taste of, of Steph and D'Angelo and Clay playing the three. But I think they'd need more than just the 25 games or whatever that Clay might play to evaluate whether or not he's worth keeping. So just some Ford stuff that, again, we're not even close to getting a resolution as to whether he fits or if they're going to end up moving him or what. But like I was about to say, actually hit me up on Twitter, at CTH415. Is there a trade out there that you think, and be realistic too, like, yeah, it would be great to move D'Angelo Russell for LeBron and KD, or LeBron and AD, or something like that. But let's also be real. The, the potential trades that are out there that you think are somewhat realistic. You're not going to be able to move him for Zion and Lonzo and all these other, you know, like let's try and keep it realistic. But hit me up, SCTH415. Is there a fantasy trade out there that you think would be a better fit with the Warriors than D'Angelo Russell just working out with the Warriors? Because I personally don't see one. Now, there are moves that would help and it would still be a good team because you're still with Steph and Clay and Draymond. But as far as that firepower that D'Angelo Russell brings, I'd rather have that. The NBA regular season starts tonight. We got League Pass picks coming up in just a minute. League Pass picks for this evening. Pretty easy ones, actually, because there's only two games. So I guess those two will be my League Pass picks. You got New Orleans at Toronto, which lost a lot of its luster when, one, Kawhi left. Two, Zion got injured. And that's one thing I wanted to also talk about real quick is the Zion injury. It sucks. I was excited to see him. I was excited to watch him. But it's also another reason why I think people need to chill out when they all of a sudden crown a guy the next greatest thing and he's not even there for opening night, you know? Like his health and and uh, his availability was always going to be a question coming in and it's already shown itself. So not that I – look, I'd rather him play 82 games. But I just think people need to pump the brakes when they're praising the hell out of someone who's never played a game in the NBA. Uh, still excited to watch New Orleans and all the other new pieces they have. Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, uh, Josh Reddick, Derek Favors, all of that. Toronto, uh, a little less, but what are you going to do? Lakers at Clippers on after that one. Battle of L.A. No Paul George, but you will see Kawhi, A.D., LeBron. Uh, so that should be a fun one, too. So check those out. I'm excited to see the Clippers' depth. Now, depth is great when you have your two stars. But when you only have one, you know, who's filling in for Paul George? And how good is that depth when everyone has to take one step forward? Everyone has to move up one spot. 
And then the Lakers, man, I think the preseason kind of skewed the Lakers' outlook because they played the Warriors, who were in no place to be playing the Lakers four times. So we'll see what happens, but it's going to be an interesting start to the season. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with more Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.